Twins beat the Royals behind a dazzling performance from Joe Ryan. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, April 21st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. This episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Twins listeners get $50 off $500 when you use code Locked On at checkout. Again, this is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, running at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast. For over two years, season number four at Twins Daily, season number three as host of this pod. Talking to you after a one nothing Twins win to salvage a sweep in Kansas City against the Royals. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty offensively again, but the Twins win. This is exactly what I talked about last night. We're going to talk about Joe Ryan's start. We're going to discuss you on Miguel Sano, the White Sox series, Barton Buxton's return to the lineup in an ideal lineup this weekend against Michael Kopech Friday night. We'll get to all of that. I will say last night, I reiterated, even when you aren't performing, whether that's pitching or you're not hitting or you're not playing good defense, still have to find ways to win games in those stretches. The Twins are going through one of the worst stretches I've seen them go through offensively in years, in years, definitely since I've been hosting this podcast. It's the worst offensive stretch I've ever seen. Even in those stretches, you have to find a way to win some of those games. Number one, you can't let the stretch go on and on and on, or it's just not going to matter. But number two, you got to be able to win a couple of those games within the stretch. They did that today, despite not hitting again. They win this game one nothing, one nothing final at Kaufman today. They scored one run on a sack fly in the second inning. Zero extra base hits today for the Twins, all singles. Zach Greinke, I didn't think was good at all. I thought he was missing. He always seems to make a good pitch when it matters. But, I mean, <laughs> he was behind in almost every count to start this game and the twins just again couldn't take advantage every hard hit ball they were going into gloves turning into double plays they're snake bit offensively and they're just not swinging good bats at all right now and they still they still won and the reason they won is because of joe ryan in the twins bullpen joe ryan six scoreless innings he's got a 169 era on the season through three starts this was an unbelievable road trip for him to go to fenway he was dominant in that start. I believe gave up one run in six innings. And then to come out here today in Kansas City, give up no runs across six. That's one run in 12 innings on this on this road trip. And he's frankly looked dominant. It's not like he's wriggling his way out of a bunch of jams or he's got good Babbitt luck. He looks dominant. He's striking guys out. He, he's using his off-speed pitches. He's throwing more sliders. The slider looks really good to right-handers. Still refining that changeup, but upping his slider usage against righties that fastball is is that fastball and it plays up even more when he's throwing it less joe ryan looks terrific i would say right now joe ryan and stephen kwan are your leaders for rookie of the year rookie of the month in april certainly joe ryan has been uh, has been great for the twins and was outstanding today he wins this game he wins this game the bullpen came in through three scoreless i think joe could have been out there for the seventh but rocco pulls him goes to duran instead through the heart of the Royals lineup. This was the best Duran outing as well. This was the cleanest, best Yohan Duran outing. Thought he was dominant, had two strikeouts in a clean uh, seventh inning. Thought he was looked really good. And 
you know, moving forward, Brandon did make a good point on the postcast. It's important to have him available if you need him tomorrow. And in this White Sox series, the Twins are a game and a half back of the Sox. The Sox will come to Target Field this weekend. At this point last year, they played the White Sox and the Sox swept them at guaranteed right field and kind of just pulled away from them way early on in the season. I think they recognize that this weekend, you can set the tone this weekend. If you win two out of three, you're, you're a half game back of the Sox in the Central and you, you've gotten through mid-April and you're getting into the end of April, just a, a half game back. And I think that's a desirable outcome right now. So they, they understand that. They understand you Duran's probably their best bullpen arm, which is crazy to say. But at this point, I mean, who's better than Yuan Duran in the back end of that bullpen? Maybe Joe Smith's more reliable. But when you combine stuff and upside and ability, it's Yuan Duran and everybody else. Jorge Alcala had a setback. They shut him down with an elbow problem. That's that's a huge hit to the Twins' bullpen. I, Alcala was a breakout candidate for me this year and is now hurt. We don't know when we'll see him again. That's that's a huge blow and ups the importance of other guys stepping up in the back end. Emilio Pagan gets the ninth. Shook his way out of a, a leadoff walk to Michael A. Taylor in the, in the nine hole, but gets out of it. Nicky Lopez, terrible bunt. Twins got lucky today at points, for sure. They got lucky in the ninth that Nicky Lopez bunted that thing straight in the air to Ryan Jeffers. They Again, I don't think they deserve to win this game, certainly offensively. Joe Ryan deserved to win this game, and I'm glad he did. He was outstanding, and I mentioned Duran, his best outing. Miguel Sano, and just the lineup. I mean, this might be Sano. I'm going to crunch the numbers, but this I think this is probably Sano's worst actual start of his career. And we've known we've known how bad some of these starts have been, but he'll mix in homers even in those terrible starts. He's not even mixing in homers here. He had one homer at Fenway, but this has got to be his worst start. There's no difference between going 0 for 20 with 20 strikeouts and going 0 for 20 with five strikeouts. It's the same thing, and he's doing the latter right now. He's not really striking out a whole lot for his standards, but he's still 0 for. You know, he's not he's not really doing anything. And this whole lineup is not doing anything. The catchers have been mostly bad. Gary Sanchez was good in the opener of this series and has had his moments, hit a grand slam. Certainly can speak more than Ryan Jeffers, who's done nothing, nothing. Ryan Jeffers, really frustrating to watch right now. It feels like he has very little plan at the plate. Like he goes up there and he'll watch a fastball straight down the middle on the first pitch. Um, what are you looking for? What are you, what are you looking for when you step up there? His at-bats are frustrating. Uh, good to get Byron Buxton back. Let's talk about that, the importance, and looking ahead of this White Sox series after this word from Blue Nile. It's Mother's Day, and it's a great time for fine jewelry. If you're looking for fine jewelry but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Twins listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Again, use promo code Locked On. It's an exclusive for Locked On Twins podcast listeners. Thank you for making Locked On Twins. Your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Byron Buxton returns to the lineup today. DHing leading off. Quiet day. Had a single. Quiet. When he's not in center, it's, it's a different feel as well. Like we're used to seeing him catch balls in center. Nick Gordon, great gun down today. Nick Gordon played a heck of a game 
today. He's valuable off the bench for them, I think. Valuable against right-handed pitching. I've always said he needs to do something a little bit better. And maybe what he's doing better is playing a better center field as a legitimate backup center fielder to Byron Buxton. So much value in that. If you're a backup to Buxton, even a platoon backup to Buxton, and that's what it looks like they're kind of running. With what they were running without Buck in center was a Celestino-Gordon platoon. And Celestino starting against lefties, Gordon starting against righties. Nick Gordon's been valuable for them. And even if he's just stroking singles all over the field, that's great. Like, you'll take that all day long. There's no problem with that. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue to hit, you know, go two for four every night. But mixing in some singles, mixing in some power, good defense and center, valuable player. I think brings some good energy at the bottom of a lineup. Really like Nick Gordon and what he's brought um, to the Twins. Byron Buxton returns. This is huge. This is just huge. We know this, how important it is that Byron Buxton's back in this lineup. It's a whole different look for a pitcher. It's a whole different feel for the team. It's a whole different viewing experience as a fan when Byron Buxton's playing. It's important for him to be back for this White Sox series, and he is, which is great. And I'm hoping tomorrow he's in center field, uh, roaming out there in the outfield, that target field. White Sox, Luis Robert hurt today, their star center fielder, running down to first, gets pulled from the game. We don't know if he'll play or not this weekend, but that would be a seismic shift in this series if Robert's out and Buxton's in when it just looked like Buxton would be out and Robert would be in. This is going to be a tough series for the Twins, even though the Sox are coming off. A bad, bad sweep in Cleveland. They lost three games in 24 hours and aren't hitting at all either. Still going to be tough. It's still a very good lineup, even without Luis Robert. You know, Aloy Jimenez, slow start. Jose Abreu, slow start. Asmati Grandel, slow start. Those are still big-time names. Those are still big-time players. And they're going to face Michael Kopech, who throws 96-97 with a fastball. Hard slider, former top prospect. Pitched very well his last time out. So it's a challenge. It'll be a challenge this weekend, especially because Ryan isn't going. You don't have Sonny Gray to pitch. Going to be a challenge. But they this might be a softer challenge than it would be otherwise. If Robert is out, if you're at, you're at home, you know, Bailey Ober, who's pitched pretty well against the Sox, pitched pretty well against the Sox last year. They have trouble with Bailey Ober, especially at Target Field last year. You might have some advantages in this series. It's going to be Vince Velasquez on Saturday against Dylan Bundy. I think that's a wash in terms of a matchup. Given how Bundy's pitch, maybe it's an even an edge to the Twins. And then Sunday's Chris Archer and Lucas Giolito. I like Chris Archer against all the right-handed hairs in this lineup with that fastball slider. I think Archer could have some success on Sunday if he's commanding the ball well. So I don't think this is a terrible series set up for the Twins. It would be terrible if it was like Giolito, Lance Land, Dylan Cease. Like that would be terrible, and that's what they saw a lot of last year. But Lynn's out. Giolito's coming off the injury list on Sunday, apparently. We don't know how many innings he's going to be able to go. And then it's Michael Kopech, who's also not stretched out, and Vince Velasquez, who's filling in for Lance Lynn, essentially, while he's hurt. It is a, uh, it's an easier series for the Twins on paper, but they're not going to beat the White Sox if they hit like they did in this series. They need to wake up offensively. They need to execute. They need to find a way to scratch across some runs. And they can win low-scoring games. They've shown that early on, which is, I think is really encouraging. But... You can't hit the way they have. You still have to look at the identity of this team. And the identity of this team is that you have two superstars and Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa who need to be your catalysts offensively for a unit that should lead this team to wins, that should score a bunch of runs and have stretches where they're just amazing at the plate as a group. It's still, I think, possible. I think still in some ways is likely it's going to happen that way at times this year. It's just this stretch right now is horrific. It's horrific. They were lucky to win today. They're, they were lucky to have Joe Ryan go out there 
and and be who Joe Ryan is. They were lucky to have Joe Ryan on the slate today is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying Joe Ryan got lucky. The offense is lucky that Joe Ryan was as good as he was today and that the bullpen held it down as well. Uh, this, this group just needs to be better. And I'm going to show you a lineup I think is ideal for the three right-handers this weekend. Let's get to it after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device. They have a great platform on mobile and on their website to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. If you think the Twins are going to go into this White Sox series and beat them two out of three, go play the Twins. If you think the Timberwolves are going to beat the Grizzlies tonight at Target Center, bet the Wolves. Bet whatever you want at BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Ideal lineup against Michael Kopech. Miguel Sano cannot start in this game. Ryan Jeffers cannot start in this game. Michael Kopech has a plus-plus fastball, plus-plus slider from the right side. Miguel Sano should not be anywhere near this lineup. Ryan Jeffers should not be anywhere near this lineup. I would go Luis Arise at first base leading off. I would go Carlos Correa in the two-hole, Jorge Polanco in the three-hole, Byron Buxton in the four, Kepler in the five. The reason I'm now splitting up Correa and Buxton, I'm expecting Correa to start hitting. He's not. I mean, he hit the ball hard twice today, but into outs. I'm expecting him to get going. The reason I'm splitting up him and Buxton is because there's just not enough depth in this lineup. I think you have to split them up in some ways. And essentially, it's just a mix-up of what it already was with Buxton, Correa, and Polanco and Arise at the top anyway. But I like splitting up the two right-handers. Polanco's in between as your best left-handed bat. Switch hitter, but left-handed bat tomorrow against Kopech. Kepler, five, playing right field. Gio Urshela, six. I've always thought the six-hole was was great for Urshela. I like him in the six-hole. I don't like him batting cleanup. Playing third base. Trevor Larnick batting seventh, playing left field. Gary Sanchez catching, batting eighth, and Nick Gordon DHing in the nine hole. So you have that left, right, left, right, left, right mix up here. You go Gordon to arises left, left at the bottom to the top of this lineup. You can't start Sano. You can't start Jeffers. I would argue you can't start them against any starter in this series. Maybe you can start them against Vince Velasquez and Jeffers is going to have to catch, but Jeffers caught today. You, you go back to Sanchez tomorrow. Jeffers has not shown you that he's capable of doing anything at the plate right now and pushing him into a matchup against Michael Kopech is no, no, don't do it. I'll be, I'll be shocked. Like I would actually be surprised if Ryan Jeffers is in the lineup tomorrow. I'll be surprised as well. If Miguel Sano is in the lineup, because it just feels like awful, awful, truly horrific matchups for those two truly terrible. Not saying they can't pinch hit against the lefty later on, but that's, that's just a bad matchup. Get Larnick his licks. You got to throw up as many lefties as you can against Kopech. He doesn't have a great third pitch. He doesn't throw a changeup. He's going to try to drop in some curveballs to start counts to lefties. But he's fastball slider. And you got to get as many lefties as you can to see those fastballs and, and hopefully tee off at target field. Haven't looked at the weather. I think there's rain this weekend. Thought there would be rain in Kansas City, and they played all three pretty, uh, pretty cleanly. So I don't know what it looks like. We'll assume they play all three. This would be my lineup tomorrow against Kopech. I think with a rise at the top, you got Buck batting fourth, Gray in the two hole. I like Polanco hitting third. I like Kepler in five. I really like this lineup. Again, a rise at first base, Correa at short, Polanco at second, Buck in center, Kepler in right, Rochelle at third, Larnick in left, Sanchez catching, Nick Gordon DH. I like that. I like that. I think that gives you the best chance to win tomorrow. And it's Bailey Ober for the Twins. 
He's shown this year he's going to give you a chance to win. Hopefully he does it again tomorrow against a White Sox lineup. Again, that's not that's not hitting. They're struggling. They're struggling to score. Most of their guys are off to extremely slow starts. They had a really bad series in Cleveland. Don't let them get right in this series. Make it hurt for the White Sox. This division is, is muddied up in the middle, and Cleveland is off to a pretty good start. And I, I believe they're probably in first place now after that sweep over the Sox. They might be tough. Like, Stephen Kwan came up. He's hitting the ball well. Jose Ramirez is a star. Fabio Reyes can get going. They got Josh Naylor back after that gruesome injury at Target Field last year. I was there for that game. It was terrible to watch. Their lineup could be pretty decent. Miles Straw, Ahmed Rosario. Got some guys who can hit. We know the rotation with Bieber and please Zach Savali. They're deep in the rotation and in the bullpen. Cleveland might be a challenge. Twins always play Cleveland well, have played Cleveland well now in the last couple of years. I think there are legitimate reasons for that. We can get to that more when they do play Cleveland, but they haven't played the Sox well. I mean, they didn't play the Sox well at all last year. They That was the most embarrassing part of last year, I think. Coming into the year, those two were seen as kind of co-favorites in this division. I think some people favored the Sox and what they had over the Twins. Some people said, hey, it's the Twins division. They've won two years in a row. And not only did they win 73 games, but they were just awful against the Sox. Just awful against the team they were supposed to be competing with. They got pounded. Pounded. I wish I had the numbers in front of me. But I think the White Sox scored approximately 150 runs in 19 games against the Twins last year. I was at a couple of those games. A lot of them were over in the first three innings. Sox swept multiple series over the Twins. It was ugly. And then you added in the Josh Donaldson drama. They hate the Twins and they're winning games. They're crushing the Twins and hating the Twins. It's a great combo for the White Sox and their fan base. It was ugly. Can't get much worse, right? Let's hope not. Starts tomorrow night, Friday night. Copac over White Sox, Target Field. Can't wait. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Guess what's coming tomorrow? During the day, Prospect Friday. Our first look at the twin system after, I guess, nearly a month of play, three weeks of play in the minors. Can't wait. Prospect Friday. If you've never joined me for a Prospect Friday, we look at some of the best performances in the minor leagues from top prospects, from guys you haven't heard of, and we'll get you going on that. Last year was the Jose Miranda show. It was the Josh Winder show. And I think you'll both see them. You'll see both of them play for the Twins this year. So who could you see on Prospect Friday? Who are you going to hear about? Join me then. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Twins win, man. Phew. Another exhale after a Twins win. Thanks again.